This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Well, very good afternoon, everyone. This is Free FM 89.0 and uh, the programme is Council Comment. I'm Brian Smith and uh, we're underway for this year, the year of 2022. Never thought I'd see it, but here we are. We're still there, still going. And my guest today is Mayor Paula. Thank you for coming in, Paula. Thank you. It's really been great. And, uh, of course, so much stuff has been going on. I, I really was really saddened, and I think you must have been too, when we found that the, uh, Art of, the Arts Council had been canned. Oh, the Hamilton Art Garden yeah. Arts Festival. Yeah. Yes, absolutely I was. Uh, not so long ago, it was at the launch of that event. We yes. were looking at the most fantastic program of events. Um, you know, we attract such good artists yes. in Hamilton. Plus, we have homegrown talent. Yes. So, you know, look, it's really hard to run those events. They're expensive to run, and you need big the, the big events, the things like Teeks mm. and Tammy Nielsen sure. and so on. To, to help fund the smaller events. Yes. So it just now is not economical for them to run the um, festival under the new uh, level red restrictions. Well, I think um, it caught so many people in so many areas, didn't it, really? Yes, yeah. You know, like the gardens have very closed and in ca- uh, in contained spaces. Yep, yep. And so, you know, managing that safely within the social distancing it would be difficult. Uh, but obviously we don't want to have events with big crowds, um, which would be harder to control again. Yes. So, look... I, uh, my um, best wishes to all the creatives that have put that together. I know that it must really um, be a disappointment to them. Um, hopefully Hamiltonians will get behind them and support them mm. next year so we can get it back up and running. It's one of the most fantastic events in our gardens. Our gardens yeah. are beautiful on their own anyway, yes, aren't they? Yes, indeed, of and course. You, get, you go there just for the gardens. Yep. But this activates the gardens in a way that nothing else does. It's just Well, I always look forward to it every year, you know, oh, and yeah. starting off with the big night and the, the yeah. band and the free yeah. ticket of that, that one. But, uh, yes, it's good to go. At, mm. uh, not this year, right? No. And uh, so many other things have been canned and... Uh, that sort of thing. How is it going to affect any other plans, do you, do you think, this year? Well, I do think we will see quite a hit to the events sector. Right. I think other events will go. Um, some events will be able to redesign themselves to work within the rules, you know, with the social distance. But that makes it really hard. Mm. I went to the Waikato Sports Awards yesterday at Claudelands. Oh, yes. And it was brilliantly managed it was a, it was really good to see that if you do think a bit a little bit difficult differently you can get things done because everybody was um in groups they went to their own table you could only go to your table and their food was uh your snacks were served to you in yes. your own individual plates uh and you didn't move around you had your mask and all of those things yeah. and that worked very well to minimize uh, and it's all about minimizing and the only yeah. reason we're seeking to minimize the spread of both delta which we still have people yes. got to remember that's that's a seriously dangerous one yeah. and omicron which is still a high risk um, virus we're trying to uh, slow it down yeah. so that our hospitals are not over over crammed yeah. so that the people in our community who are going to get the severe cases 
or need extra help, which is not the majority, but is some, yep. can go into hospital and get the help they need. That's really good. The other thing I was going to ask you about too was the uh, the fact of other things being canned. How How is it working for the council itself? Any uh, general plans? Well, you know, we had the opening of the Egyptian garden coming up. Oh, that yes. will be postponed. So it was quite funny because we came out of last year with a sense of optimism and all the events that had gone out of my diary yep. came right back in yep. and I had a really busy month of January, February, March even. And I thought, gosh, you know, there's lots going on. Slowly and surely, those are all coming out again yeah. um, for, for, for the organisers that are unable to meet the requirements. Um, and then, of course, what we will see is an impact on hospitality. Yes. Because people go out, they see a show or, or a performance and they go out and eat. Um, and of course, the hospitality sector is now locked down into greater greater restrictions yes. again around the number of people they can serve and how they can serve them. Um, so that it's really critical that we keep leaning on the government to make some changes to their alcohol mm. uh, policies so that we can enable um, hospitality to operate in public space. Right. In, in safe ways. We're not yes. talking about a free-for-all, put your, put your restaurant anywhere in a park. We're talking about contained, yes. approved space yes. and enabling them to um, extend you know, their liquor licence to, ha to have the people yeah. on that space have a glass of wine with their dinner. Sure. Uh, you know, those sort of things um, become challenges for yep. us. See, these small sort of cafe places are open. There's one in Dinsdale where I live. Yeah. And uh, Lola's, it's called. Yeah, it's a lovely cafe. <laughs> yeah. And that's open. I'm really glad to see that. So I thought I'll go down and have brunch one moment. Yeah, yeah. And they've got an outdoor, outdoor corner that yes, they can put can. tables on as well. Yep. But, you know, for some of the restaurants where you go out in the evening and, and for lunch yeah, and so on, you, you, they do need to use the outdoor space. Yes. Uh, and that's all very well if you're if you're selling coffee and tea. Well, I do love a good coffee, but if you want to serve a glass of wine with your meal, it's a little yeah. bit more complex. Yeah. But um, you know, look, I feel feel for the hospitality sector. And, and Brian, the other sector that I really feel for, and I would like people to think about, is the charity sector. Uh, you were talking about events. Well, when you think of events, you think of things like the bucket mm -hmm. uh, list banquet which is uh, hospice's biggest fundraiser of the year. Yep. So they really struggle when they're one big flash event where they get the generosity of the public, We, you know, but the, through our tickets, through yep. the auctions, it's gone. Yep. It's gone. So, you know, um, and that's same with Te Whakaruruha, the Women's Refuge. They run the Saving Rose event. Well, you know, that's going to be more difficult. So... Uh, lots of charities are struggling yeah. at the moment. So, you know, going back to that whole thing that we've said on the show before, support local, support yeah. local, support local businesses so in any which way you can. Yep. Um, and that's people who make, grow food locally. It's people who serve food locally. It's local charities. Mm -hmm. They need your help right now. And Absolutely. if we all give a little bit in that space, we can help those charities continue to do their good work. They can't run off nothing. Well, that's a fact too. Thank you for thinking of that sort. And uh, looking at the council itself, are there projects that you've had to put back and is it going to sort of cost? How is it going to play with the rates, for instance? Well, we're just coming into the annual plan 
process, mm-hmm. which is where we look at our yearly budget. Yep. We don't make wholesale changes to the long-term plan because that comes up every three years. Yes. But we will make some adjustments. We have to. We will see in our annual plan discussions, and I haven't got into the very detail of it yet, but next week we all will, that um, we've taken a drop in revenue. That's through things like our pools, our libraries, yes. um, the stadium, Claudeland's you know, they haven't been able to be used the same way mm. and so we haven't got as much money in. Um, council Councillors will have to debate what work can be slightly delayed or modified um, to make it affordable. Yes. Uh, you know, we're not proposing any rate increase, by the way, uh, oh, to, co- to cover this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it is about working smarter mm. So some of our work has been delayed. And one of the interesting factors the listeners might like to know is that the reason council's work gets delayed is because of all the pressures on the construction business. Mm. So that's access to materials, construction materials, right. which, of course, rely on freight coming in. So there's that whole international freight connection. Um, so builders are finding that they're having a long wait on their um, the service, the mm. goods they need to yes. build places. Um yeah, uh, you know, it's just things are taking a bit slower. Uh, and so some of the small businesses are sort of struggling. Some, uh, you know, so we, we will see some delays in construction. But of course, council has very big contracts uh, with very big companies that are more stable. And, um, you know, look, we are getting on with it. If, yep. you, if you go down Cobham Drive, have a look at the new bridge. It looks pretty impressive, right? Yes. yes. Um, and when, it start, when the span starts to go across from the two... Abutment, abutments, abutments each side, yes. it'll be really stunning. Something to see, yes, yeah. indeed. And uh, the thing is, of course, uh, I, I do see a lot of roadworks being done anyway, so they're not being held up. No, we're still focusing on the um, uh, uh, safety adjustments to intersections that we forecast yes. in the long-term plan. Uh, those right. are still going ahead. A lot of work's been done on Newcastle. What, what's been going on there? Do you know? Just some safety improvements around yeah. the roading. That, mm. That's the main thing. And, and maintenance, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd wondered if they were putting in new water pipes or something like that. But well, there's a lot of that going on, and that's yeah. a very interesting... Um, you were talking to me before we came on the show about what's coming up this year. It's a very interesting topic to me because the the public like to engage with the things they can see. Yep. You know, those are the beautiful things like the extension to the zoo, the playgrounds, the parks, the museums. Um, but there's a lot going on underground that is building success for this city. Yes. To get houses, we need water services. To get houses, we need roading. To get houses, we need to enable um, electricity supply, energy suppliers to get underneath um, the road. And all of those things matter when you're building homes. We uh, we are parts of our city on very old water pipes. Hamilton East Mm. is on a bunch of old... Um, clay water pipes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you, so we, we're replacing those, <laughs> yes. but you can't do it all overnight. Uh, a lot of those clay pipes, of course, um, leak a little bit or are broken, and we want to put them into these much bigger, future proof um, wastewater and stormwater pipes. Yes. Um, that, w- yeah, that will mean, mean that as a city we can continue to grow. Talking, talking about that water, of course, what's this uh, three waters thing that the government are proposing taking the whole lot over? Yeah, oh, look, um, that that is a very simplistic way of describing it. <laughs> um, it. It is the gift that keeps giving in terms of um, politics at the moment. It's a very complex um, topic. But, yes, the government are reviewing the three waters and proposing to put four entities across the entire country. Yes. Now, our council, uh, unanimously, every single councillor has pushed back on that 
and said, we don't feel you've got the model quite right. Now, some people would probably like nothing at all to happen. But uh, from a New Zealand perspective, some change is necessary. Hamilton runs really good water services, but they are becoming more expensive and more complex. Um, we have fought, pushed back on the ownership model yes. and said, um, you know, council should still have some skin in the game with their own assets that they funded. And we've pushed back on the input of local people. We've said, no, you know, um, an external agency cannot make decisions on behalf of the local community. We need to understand how our lo local community decides what's best for them. Mm -hmm. So, for example, those are just two aspects that we've um, been pushing on. Next week on the 3rd, uh, which is our first council meeting of the year, that topic is on the agenda. I invite people to um, have a look at the agenda when it comes out, which I think will be the next day or so, mm -hmm. and um, ha have a read of that report. Because we have, we have been successful in making the government reconsider some aspects. Are there some? There will be some other things we want to say to them. Yes. There will be some further changes. But look, honestly, the, the key message, Brian, is it's not black and white, it's shades of grey. And that is terrible. That's me. I'll turn that off. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. We thought we were having music. I thought, where's the music coming from? Thank you. That's yeah, right. that was a musical interlude. No, I apologise for that. <laughs> Not at all. And uh, so the um, the water one is still a bit up in the air? Look, look, it's, it's work in progress. Yep. Um, the government is uh, focused on change, really is, Yep. Uh, across a number of areas. Uh, and we've got to keep putting Hamilton's best interest front and centre. And that means... How do Hamilton's, Hamiltonians have a say in the future? And how do we get the most cost-effective water services for Hamilton so that people don't feel the cost of change? Right. So there's a, lot of, you know, there's a lot of conversation to be had. I'm going down to Wellington late February, March with um, the chief executive and also with the commissioners from um, Tauranga. We're going right. together to um, talk about these issues, but not only this one, but also about housing, the housing bill changes, mm -hmm. the reform of the Resource Management Act, mm -hmm. and the general reform of local government. There's so much. So much to deal uh, with, yes. you know, you know, You'll know I've been in politics mm. for 20 years, yes. local government politics, and this is the most change I've ever had to deal with in a two-year period, coming from the government in terms of legislation and change. And yes. One wonders, of course, and I don't want to get into politics in that sense, but if there was a change of government next year, would this be reversed again, or do you think they'd go... Hard it? to say, but I will say this, that I started having conversations about water reform in 2014 alongside the national government. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a general recognition that there are some things to change. And uh, at the risk of people being a little irritated with me, what, what I will say is... If you travel around New Zealand, as we all have just done in our holidays, or perhaps some people are still on holiday, yes. don't you think you should be able to turn the tap on anywhere, drink that water, knowing it's safe, clean water? Yes. Don't you think that we should be confident when we go in the sea for a swim, the local lake or our river, that it hasn't got contaminants in it, like um, sewerage sure. or lead or what have you? Whatever. Um, I mean, I think most people would say to yes to that, and that's why mm -hmm. I'm saying it's not a black and white issue. We need to start talking about how we do this. But, but make no mistakes about it, I am a strong voice for Hamilton in Wellington. I will yep. continue to push Good. for what I believe is right for Hamilton. Yep. I think that's very much so because uh, otherwise we'll be bullied by a government, or could be. Yeah. Uh, 
Funny enough, the uh, Prime Minister, of course, is a local girl in the sense that she's from Morrinsville. Yes, so, yeah, and she's yeah. pretty familiar with Hamilton. We've had her down here a number of times. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'm, I have always felt as, a, as an elected uh, member of local government that you need to remain apolitical and work with the government who's in place at the time. So I, as I've said, yep. I've worked with National yep. on water, on climate, on a number of things, and I've worked with Labour. And um, I will continue to talk to uh, people in government on both sides of the argument to, right. to um, make sure the correct conversation is had. And as we go into a uh, new year, of course, and all that sort of thing, what are some of the major plans for this year? Well, as I say, we've got the annual plan to go through. So that's um, going to be ticked off and yep, looked at again? absolutely. And in terms of the big policy stuff, we yep. are dealing with the review of our district plan. Right. And that dovetails into the legislation that government has brought about for the housing bill. Mm -hmm. So actually, we, the, a lot of this year will be responding to government directive the Resource Management Act, the Housing and um, Bill. <clears throat> we'll be doing a lot of work around alternative funding arrangements. Yep. We need to get government to look at the big metros, and this is the conversation that I had last week with Anne Tolly from Tauranga, and we're both in agreement. There are a number of big metros that are driving the growth in New Zealand. Hamilton is one, Tauranga is one, yep. Auckland's growing. The government needs to understand the needs of these metros and how we fund the big infrastructure mm. items because we can't deliver all the houses that they want us to deliver and um, other outputs, climate change even, without some assistance from central government. Well, and sure. the metros are quite different from yeah. the west ports and, and the small provincial yeah. rural councils. They have their own challenges. Yes. And I respect them, them, their right to drive their change for their own place. But Hamilton's issues are quite different. We yeah. are a fast-growing city. Yes. Yes, you can't compare it even with a place as big as Levin or something, you know. That no, no, no. We, we're mm. in the in that top echelon of metros. Right. We, we need to be considered alongside Auckland, yep. uh, Tauranga, uh, Wellington, Christchurch. Sure. And potentially Dunedin is getting up into that metro stakes. Right. Uh, but 50% of the population of the North Island is in lives between Hamilton and Tauranga, so we need to... <laughs> Remember, yeah, so we're representing a large portion of New Zealanders' yes. interest. And that is why having that strong relationship with Tauranga and having a solid relationship with Auckland matters. It really does indeed, and I'm sure of that. And, of course, we've been cut off from each other in some ways for quite a yeah, while. Yeah. And there we go. Uh, one of the uh, <clears throat> effects of COVID could be costs. We talked about there's no program for uh, rates going up or anything like that but there must be uh, costs yes for yeah the and as i say we will see those soon when <coughs> the reports from staff come we've been told that the revenue is down mm. uh, there are some costs that are going up in the construction industry i think the price of asphalt this is a small small useless fact i think but um the price of asphalt has gone up 25 percent well so you know those things all start <coughs> to factor in mm. we're constrained for staff um in the building industry we still need people to train come on people you can be a carpenter or a <laughs> glazer or a tiler or concrete worker we do need those in yes. the trades and um uh also, as I say, there's a materials element. Materials are scarce in some respects. So when scarcity is around, mm. the prices go up. Yeah. So we're watching all of those mechanisms. Yes, there's a certain something that uh, I think 
three or four years ago when you mm. became the mayor. Three years ago, wasn't it? Just well, it's two, two and a bit, isn't it? Because oh, the elections yeah. in this October. October, yeah. yeah. But uh, when when that happened, there was no COVID. There was none of these things. And, uh, and I, I know. Little did I know. I had some um, visions for what I wanted to achieve in my time um, around community engagement and uh, a number of things, getting the theatre through its process, Cote Pacifica underway, the zoo enriched, Enderley is an important uh, project for me, getting the housing yeah. issue sorted. Little did I know I'd be spending a lot of my time trying to do that with my colleagues on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes, indeed. I hadn't even heard of Zoom a few years ago. Um, though I see when I was up there, I go that way because we got family that way. The zoo, a lot of work being done there. I know. It's just fantastic. I get very excited about this because yeah. I've always been a great fan of the zoo. Yes. Um, all the visitors. That, it's, our, it's our second biggest tourism attraction after the gardens. Right. Um, all the visitors tell us they love it because it's quite natural and set in with all those native planting. It's mm. not a concrete kind of a zoo. It's a more natural experience. The new cafe, you've got to go, you've got to go Brian, because you can go even if you don't want to go through the zoo. So the locals can use it, good, good. which is which is incredibly important because it means we can build the revenue and then reinvest that into the zoo. Yep. Um, so that looks really nice. And stage two is underway, which will link us to Waifakareki, make this crossing oh, of go. that road safer. Yes. Big entry plaza. You can go down to Lake Waifakareki, have a picnic, have a walk. Good. Have that natural experience and the zoo. Uh, and then we're also talking with the astronomy uh, society. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, we've done a bit of work helping them with painting their building and some renewals and maintenance of their building because eventually there will be three offers on one site stargazing, nature walks, <laughs> and the zoo. And the animals, right. Yeah. And uh, I look, I was a bit sort of excited when I got back from holiday and got invited to um, go and see Menkari, who uh, is the 22 year old. Uh, um, Sumatran tiger. All right. So she's the oldest tiger in captivity right. uh, outside of ha uh, Hawaii. All so, right. okay. so she's lived, that's 102 <clears throat> in, in human life. In years. human life. Yeah. My goodness gracious. So, me. you know, I get very excited about those things. The other thing to get excited about is the uh, new theatre. I see yes. there's a little bit of work yeah. started there now. Yeah, yeah. So we recently turned the sod. Yep. Uh, we were lucky to be able to do that yep. between, um, between the COVID events. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that was really exciting, uh, and now people can see things actually happening. Yes. The um, scaffolding is up to protect the historic facade. <clears throat> so I do want to remind people that um, that historic facade will be part of the new building and will be protected. Yes. Um, some of the internal internal elements, like the Cody staircase, will be re um, refigured into the new theatre. Right. But it's just good to see mm. progress, isn't it? Well, absolutely. It's been so long. Mm. And uh, to get a really big show here, and it's uh, not possible, really. Yeah. And uh, I'm a fan for uh, going to ballet, for instance. And yeah. last time I went, it was at Clarence Street. I think they did the Nutcracker. But it was, you could tell they were constrained, very constrained of it. Yeah. yeah. I think those smaller theatres will continue to have an important role. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, and the fabulous Meteor, which is still raising money, by the way, if people want to get in and be behind yep. and help <coughs> to get their new lose, which is, <laughs> which is pretty important. Very important I, indeed. I absolutely, absolutely is. Yep. I love the Meteor. I'm sure you do too. Yes. But anyone who's been 
will know that the toilets are, are pretty ancient. Uh, leave a little bit to be desired. Don't they that just? Way. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the river compute, commuter, uh, I think he's chucked it in. Was that a fair comment or not? Uh, uh, look, um, I found out that they were struggling uh, with some of those security issues yep. uh, from Facebook. Mm. Um, uh, we have reached out to Darren and his company to talk with us further. Yep. Maria Barry is brilliant at working with them. We've done quite a lot to help uh, the, the River Explorer over time, providing um, uh, a place to tie their boat to in the mm. city so it doesn't have to stay out at Mystery Creek and things like that. Yes. I think it's really sad that people vandalise those those public assets that we rely on. Oh, absolutely. Um, agree but we're going to have to come together and put our heads together yep. and find a solution. Yep. I'm a big fan of the idea that the river should be used yep. more. Um, I love that the Waikato River Explorer links our beautiful Waikato Museum to the Hamilton Gardens. Yep. I think that's really special. Uh, be very sad day if that was under threat. Mm. Uh, we've got some plans in the long-term plan to, um, but a little way out because this is a funding constraint, uh, to put a new jetty away from the beach where people most like to swim. Uh, which will take away some of that conflict that occurs oh, yeah, between yeah. the swimmers and the and, and the, the boat and the boat operators. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can quite see that, and I often look at our river and think of the river in uh, Brisbane, for instance, mm. with you know the South Bank that they've created there. Mm. Even even Melbourne's got a good river arrangement mm. now. Mm. Everything comes at a cost, and and if we need a, extra security on the jetties and lights and things, we, you know, there is a cost to it. So we need to think about how we can do that, yes. and you know, um, who funds that, how it gets funded, and. But at the end of the day, look, you know, the, most councillors that I know. Uh, um, well and truly favourable to Waikato River Explorer. Well, let's get it going and keeping keeping it going. And uh, anything else you'd like to comment on in the next uh, four or five minutes, four minutes? Well, we're continuing to work on the river experience this year. Uh, we've gone out to the market for those, uh, the Victoria on the River, the yep. buildings that we own. Um, the, we have gone out to the, for expressions of interest in the market to create a mix of beautiful boutique shops and eateries on the bottom, a little bit of commercial activity, and some um, inner-city living apartments. Good. Uh, so I'm excited. I haven't seen any of the detail, but I know we've had we've got it's coming up. Really good companies taking an interest in that. That will be all transparent, so people needn't fear. What what we decide will be shared with the public. Um, but obviously, we've got to use that space. Yep. Um, uh, same as adjacent to Claudelands, we own a strip of land by the railway line there, oh, yeah. and that's going to also go into a mix of um, eateries and um, accommodation, uh, which would be good because we need we still need those hotel rooms in the city. Yes, obvious, isn't it? Indeed, mm. it's um, growing in a mm. big way. Have have people been locked down here in COVID? Well, we've got the uh, we've got the Ibis, oh, the course, distinction, the and, the, and the and um, uh, jet Park. All oh, right. They're so, right. yeah. yeah. So uh, the government <clears throat> is reviewing what they do with their MIQ facilities, yes, with, what place they will have in an Omicron regime as opposed to a Delta regime. Yeah. Um, so, but even if those hotels were fully fully back to normal, we still and, and people could start to come in from overseas, we still need more bed space in Hamilton. And um, I can't really go into details, but there are some talks and promising talks and negotiation going on in the commercial market 
And I Good. think we might well see some more hotel space in Hamilton. Well, it's uh, great to that see. That would be yeah. brilliant. Yes. Well, there's a lot of motels, of course, as you get get up and uh, Ulster Street, I think it is, mm-hmm. and uh, those sort of places. So there's quite a bit of accommodation here, but we could do with more. Well, that's right, but don't forget that the um, motels in Ulster Street have a lot of emergency housing as oh, well. Oh, right, of course. So that's part of a... a you know, these problems all interact with each other. Yep. We need to yep. find some alternatives, better places for people to live. Uh, so we're working quite closely with Kainga Aura. I think our relationship is much improved and um, looking at how we find affordable housing offers for those. And then we won't need people in emergency accommodation in a motel. All right. You know, we don't really want single mothers and their children to live in motels for years, do we? No, not really, no. Well, time's running out on us, and uh, I see we've just about uh, run out to 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, uh, Mayor Paula, for coming in and sharing your time. And uh, you. we've covered a lot of area. We and, have. Uh, and that. And uh, wish that uh, as you go back into council work and everything comes together, that mm-hmm. it is a profitable and uh, good year. Thank you. I, yeah, thank I know you. you're down to uh, see us later in the year. I look forward to seeing you then. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm talking to the Jeff Taylor next week. And uh, yeah, we'll I see. think we swapped. He's, yes. he's, he's still in holiday at the moment. <laughs> he'll be back. He'll we'll be all back. be back. In fact, next week, most of my colleagues will be back on board, refreshed from their break. Good. And, um, you know, I look forward to seeing them because I've sort of been a, a bit of a lonely figure in the office just recently. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's fine. It gives me a chance to plan ahead. Right. Um, I think we'll, we've got a great council. Yep. And I think we'll get good things done despite the challenges. It'll be a big challenge, but we'll talk to you later in the year and others next week. So next week, folks, between 11.30 and 12, council comment, as you've heard it today, is now one minute away from 12 o'clock, and we're going to uh, farewell Mayor Paula. Thank you for coming in again, and um, we'll see you later in the year. Thank you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices. Or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.